Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is Oh, so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennium Money, and today we're talking finding happiness around the world. talking about happiness, and I think this is a really interesting topic because, especially because this is a money podcast, um, a lot of people traditionally think that money makes them the happiest. You know, if they, somebody magically deposited, you know, a million dollars in your bank account that, you know, all your troubles would be gone and you would be a completely happy person. And I can tell you after working with hundreds and hundreds of people 
that's not the case. Some of the most unhappy people are the people with the most money. So, you know, there isn't a direct correlation with money and happiness. And so then it sort of begs the question like, okay, well, if money doesn't make us happy, what does make us happy? And I think a lot of people don't actually spend time thinking about what actually does make you happy. And also, I think also, you know, where you live, what you do, um, all that kind of stuff like that, where you can travel, you know, traveling, you know, definitely makes a lot of people happy uh, as well, too. So so we actually we looked at um, a couple different stories, but one in particular, National Geographic actually put, put, put out a uh, story about the happiest places in the world. Uh, including the uh, United States. They had a list of 25. We're going to talk about five of them, uh, as well as like three top places and stuff. But, but well, mainly what they found was this, this study showed that people really want to have a purpose-driven life, uh, meaning that we even wherever we live in, the, in this world, we love to laugh, we love to love people, and we also love to feel like we're also healthy or we, we, have, we have a good life. So, so you know, even, even other countries have those kind of feelings. And I think a lot of other countries and a lot of other cultures than ours sometimes can adapt things uh, in, in their lives that make their lives happier, quote unquote, if you will. Yeah. And I think, you know, if we, if we look at just, you know, I know we have a lot of listeners from outside the U.S., but if we look at the U.S. in particular, we are a consumerism driven yeah. country. And so, you know, I, I think we have a way of looking at what everybody else has and, and thinking like, oh, they must be happier than I am because of this new gadget or this big home or whatever it might be. And, and, you know, I think when, like you said, when you boil it down to that purpose driven life, you start to realize that there's just a lot more components there that make most people happy, including where you live. Yeah. Well, and it's also, they, they found too, it's, it's not things you buy. It's not possessions you own, or it's not, you know, the house you buy or cars or, or retail therapy, if you will, which, you know, that can be, can help occasionally, can help, can help. <laughs> but actually what they said is that doesn't help that, do, that, that doesn't feed what's really, you know, truly inside of us. It's and, just a mask. So you, you get that thing when you shop and then yeah, you exactly. still are like, wait a minute, right. that didn't actually make well, me I happy. Well, I think, I think, you know, I think, and we're going to, we're going to talk about this, but I think some of the, the cultures that we're talking about, um, revolve around money and some don't necessarily or some revolve just around but they all revolve around family they all revolve around you know what is what is happiness to you and you know and i think it can be a, you know a cultural developed thing you know that that some countries sort of just get used to some cultures just get used to like, oh well this is the, the way it is and this is how we do things and we do this for a purpose um you know to to make sure we're happiness and i think i think also if we look at it this way, that we're talking about places to live, but these are also places you can also travel to. And I think, I think to me, I think traveling can unlock a lot of happiness in people. And also you can find places too. You could, you could travel around the world and go, Hey, Oh wow, I want to live here or I want to keep coming back here or, you know, something like that, you know, let alone get exposed to other cultures, how they do things and, and we can adapt them here. I'm, I'm always a big believer that we can look at a lot of other cultures and develop them more uh, in, in the United States um, around around stuff that, that, that are important to us as well. Yeah, because, I mean, we even know people in our lives who 
have never traveled outside of California, you know? So there's, I think, a lot of people who just haven't had that experience of going somewhere different. And I know there are a lot of places I go around the world and I feel a complete sense of peace. It's something about that city or that country or that place that we're at. And that can certainly bring you, you know, an element of happiness, but also kind of open your eyes to a different way of life. Yeah. Um, I always like the people that when, when I run into people that, that have either been to California once or never been there, but I always like the people who have been to California once and go, Oh yeah, I've been, I went there once and that was good. I, I don't need to go back <laughs> or especially Los Angeles. Oh, that was, that's, there's a lot of people there. There's like, five lanes yeah. of traffic so I th- on the I freeway. I think everybody sort of has their different, yeah, it's a lot of people either haven't, you know, left California. A lot of people, you know, have never been here or New York City is probably another good example, you know, something like that. I was like, oh, I've been to New York once and like I was good. I didn't need to go any other way. Yeah, other other times. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think, you know, traveling can for me and I think a lot of other people and I think, you know, this next generation now and and beyond are going to travel a lot more. Around the world, and we're just we're just seeing sort of an, an explosion of. There, it's just so easier to travel, and there's there, with social media and stuff like that. You, I think people see that and go, "Hey, I want to go there." And it's a lot more affordable. I think there yeah. there are a lot a lot of ways now where you can save money on traveling. Yeah, where maybe you didn't know about those in the past, or they just weren't available to you. Right, exactly. So we're going to look at a little bit of you know the National Geographic study that they looked at of of, of what makes certain cultures happier, and also we're, we're going to look around the United States and some of the places that they mention uh, in their in their uh, list as well too of, of states and, and cities and stuff like that. So. To start off, we're going to start off with Denmark, uh, which is a lot of times, you know, many, many times uh, is listed as one of the happiest places, um, you know, in the world. Uh, Copenhagen, also a big capital for for happiness and stuff like that. And, um, you know, Scandinavia uh, as well, Sweden and uh, Norway and even Finland, a lot of times are listed as some of the happiest places. Um, They have a lot of social services, you know, like healthcare. Um, a lot of the, the places, specifically in Denmark, um, they have health care. They have national health care, which means as well, you know, maternity, maternity leave and, and paternity leave for, for the father and stuff. They have short work weeks in Denmark. Um, they have bike-friendly cities, um, which is also mainly due to that cars are very expensive there. Um, Almost everything's in, expensive in, in, yeah, these, exactly. in these countries, which makes it really interesting that they are one of the yeah. happiest places. Yeah. Well, I think that, well, things are more expensive because they're paying higher taxes because of these services. And, you know, but it's designed, you know, these kind of cities that they have, specifically, you know, state in Denmark, that they're built around, you know, bikes. They're built around people that, you know, uh, the people can actually exist there and you can function and you don't always have to have a lot of money. You can use, the, you can use public transportation. You can use a bike. You can get, you use things like that, but it's also built around family, which I think a lot of these cultures uh, that we're talking about as well are built around. And interacting with people, you know, yeah. I think a lot of times in the U.S. we mm-hmm. have, a, you know, a lack of interaction. It's how can we least interact with with people, uh, especially in in Los Angeles. It kind of has that air about it. So, you know, in cities like that where you can bike and there are these social services and you know, taking uh, a lot of time off work to, to be with your family or to just travel, you know, that, that definitely is something I think that keeps you motivated and, you know, 
excited every day. Yeah, and I think, you know, specifically in Denmark, you know, that's why they have shorter work weeks as well, too, to spend time yes. with family and, um, you know, and, and to actually get out there and do things as well, too, with right. your family or, you know, loved ones or whatnot. But another uh, culture, too, speaking of socializing, so that's a good transition there, uh, is Costa Rica. And they live the, you know, if, you know, if you've ever been to Costa Rica or know the phrase Pura Vida, um, which basically means pure life or simple life. Um, but they're so they're big socializers down in Costa Rica, and that's what kind of drives them. And a lot of times we think, as you mentioned before, that money, you know, in, in, if countries are rich or they have a lot of money, we think that equates to happiness. Uh, and sometimes maybe it is, but in, in Costa Rica, it's not like they're, you know, a destitute country, but they're not the richest country in the world. But what they value is... Uh, is is their happiness and their socializing and um you know that that's it's their day-to-day interaction with each other is their is their joy for life basically right and you'll probably um give me a, a an interesting look for sharing this story but it reminds me of a place that i traveled to a few years ago mm, yes. uh africa i went to kenya and Shana i like to weave in her africa uh, <laughs> traveling story a lot so it's kind of an inside joke with us um but seriously i mean it reminds me a lot of that because you know going to to kenya there's you know a lot of poverty and I met some of the happiest people I have ever met anywhere in the world. And they just exude happiness. And they're so excited to be around you and so excited to talk to you. And it was just, it was a little shocking because it made me think about about the way I even present myself, you know, on a day-to-day basis. I'm like, wow, I'm not that happy. And I have so many things to be happy about. So I think it's interesting, you know, with countries like Costa Rica, where you can actually feel that, especially as a tourist, like, wow, there's something different about, you know, uh, what's want, going on here. Yeah. They want to get to know you. They want to socialize. They want, they want to know maybe about your culture or, and more importantly, they want to expose you to, to their culture. Yeah. And I think when you go places like this, that's where you can really see like, okay, it's not about money right? <laughs> because you know, the, some people are making do with, with very little and they are the happiest of families and the kids are happy and they're playing and they have just this great outlook on life. And I think that, you know, that perspective is, is good. Yeah, and I, you know, one of the things that the study I think pointed out uh, to to that point also too is about them socializing is that Costa Ricans, a Costa Rican, will not stay one hour past uh, working, you know, or stay longer at, at their job if there's a party or a social gathering going on. Interesting, you know that that that's more important to them and. You know, and that's definitely something that probably is not in our culture. <laughs> right. You know, We're or, all about or, or, or working at least, late. Or at least we, I mean, I think a lot of us will want to go to those social gatherings, but. Fear we might get, you know, fired if exactly. we. Exactly. Or just, or just not even keep, keeping up with the Joneses, if you will. Right. You know? So, um, so yeah, you know, I mean, you know, I think Costa Rica is, you know, really, and, you know, Costa Rica is also, you know, just a lush, beautiful country too. Right. So it's a place that you could, you know, travel and just get away um, but, uh, yeah, that, you know, that's what they got going on there. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to a hundred dollars per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. 
Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. 
That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-T-M for your extended 30-day free trial. Uh, in Singapore, which is has become a real hot destination for travelers, um, as well as people going over there and also starting businesses, um, but Singapore is actually a, a rich country. And, uh, you know, very rich, yeah. Very, very rich. They also have a lot of laws. You know, they actually don't sell chewing gum, so it doesn't get on the sidewalks and, and whatever. whatever and yeah, like if that. you ever travel to Singapore, please do not bring chewing gum with you. Yeah, vandalism, you know, you, uh, stealing. Drugs, drugs, I mean, drugs anything drugs, like that. You can that. actually get the death penalty for drugs. Yes. Um, so, but but they are actually, what, what their idea is that if you if you alleviate all those kind of, you know, crimes, if you will, then they are less stressful. But but what they have they have found that they have the, a lot of the lowest stress rates and and uh, worry levels around the world in in Singapore. Right, because you don't have to think about crime. You don't have to think about you know certain things. You have like it's like disciplining a child almost. Like you have this guideline of of how you're supposed to act every day, and you know the boundary posts. Yeah, and it, you know, like I said, it's it's also a rich country, and a lot of uh, a lot of entrepreneurs are creating opportunity and jobs, as well as as the, the government there as well. That you know has a lot of big businesses are there, but you're you're also you know you can also kind of open your own business and and have it thrive there as well. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And people what they their idea, which is opposite of sort of you know the Costa Rican idea, uh, is that the harder you work. That's more more you can provide for your family and, and whatnot, and also that you then you can the more harder you work and the, and the better off you are, then you can you can actually socialize, and then you can actually do more things, and so you know it, right. on paper it almost doesn't look like it, that 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 could be the case, but that is really what their idea uh, of happiness is there. Yeah, I, I even know somebody that does live in Singapore and. You know they're they're always excited when they visit the U.S. to go back home because 
they actually, you know, really like the society there. It's it's a very interesting study kind of in human nature because normally we think a country where there's more rigid guidelines equals not happy at all, and somehow they found this right mix. Yeah, and I, th- I think what's just interesting that we were just doing this study on the new uh, season of Anthony Bourdain, he actually travels to Singapore and, you know, explores it even more and what they have there is a lot of really clean cities um really great public transportation you know it's it's you it's this bustling metropolis but they're just really clean cities not a lot of crime if at any at all really and so that's what where the worry and stress levels are so low there Right, yeah. So so that was a little around the world. Now we're going to come back to the U.S. and talk about the five top cities from National Geographic that they listed were the happiest cities in the United States. Um, and it's interesting the way they're kind of clustered. So number five is San Luis Obispo, which is in California, Central California, kind of a really beautiful area of California around the ocean um, and a place that a lot of people, you know, like to travel to either when they're driving up to San Francisco or driving down to Los Angeles. Yeah. And I think when I always look at like central California, it's not Northern California where it could be crazy expensive. It's not Southern California, which could be crazy and expensive. Uh, And it's also hustling and bustling in both those places. Central California is a lot of times way more laid back. Uh, it's what California kind of used to be. Southern California used to be a lot more. Um, you know, people actually love to live there and also will go to school there. San Luis, you know, Cal Poly is up there and, and you know, different things like that. So um, I think it's, it's just where the location is. And it's also just beautiful up there, too. Right. Yeah. And so number four is Fort Collins, Colorado. I thought this one was definitely interesting. So this is North Colorado. And you have a very interesting uh, information fact, bit yes. fact. That's yes. the word I'm looking for about Fort Collins, which yes. I didn't know. Well, it's, it's a, be- I mean, it's a beautiful area as it is, uh, in North- in Colorado and Colorado, I think has always been a destination for people to, to go and, and to, to leave wherever they are and go, you know what? I want to go to the clean out mountain air and, you know, beautiful, uh, surroundings and stuff. But, uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, the main street there, it's beautiful, really cool little main street, but it's also based off, or Walt Disney actually based that main street and created his main street at Disneyland and Disney World and whatnot. So, yeah, so that's, that's a little, little Disney fun fact there. Interesting for all those Disney fanatics. Yeah, if you did not know that, you could actually go there and go, oh, this this, this does look like Main Street USA in Disneyland. Yeah, and it, it's it's really affordable to live there. Number four is very affordable, Fort Collins. And number three is actually Charlottesville, which has gotten some negative attention. Yeah, unfortunately, Charlottesville has a little, you know, blight on it, you know, but it's I've actually I've traveled all around uh, Virginia. I love Virginia, um, but I've actually never been to Charlottesville. And I've been wanting to go to the Univers- University of Virginia. is located there. It's a really cool uh, college town. It's supposed to be, you know, a really hip, cool bar uh, area, bar and, and restaurant scene and stuff like that. Um, you know, a lot of bands will play there. A lot of bands love to play there. Um, but uh, Virginia is also a lot more affordable these days too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more affordable than these California locations. Um, you know, so uh, locations like that, I, I definitely think like being able to afford a home helps on the happiness factor. You know, I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of people in New York, L.A., even maybe Chicago, 
you know, can be unhappy to some extent because the amount of money you have to make just to be able to have a lifestyle is tough. It's tough. You know, it can break a lot of people. Um, so yeah, number two is, uh, Santa Cruz, Watsonville, California, um, which again is another really popular location for beaches and, um, you know, it's just, again, part of that beautiful coastal area of, of California. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, it's definitely considered Northern California, but a lot, they, they almost have their own vibe where, you know, you can almost take the laid backness of, you know, Southern parts of Southern California and go, Oh, that that's in Santa Cruz, but even more laid back. Um, you know, they, they, I think they have a different mindset and it's also just beautiful up there too. So I think you, when you look at a lot of these places, like in California or wherever you want, I think as, as to your point too, people will work hard just to live in those areas too. So I think you have the mindset of like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. I want to go have my nice little quiet life maybe in Fort Collins, Colorado. Uh, But some people are also like, no, I want to work hard to live by the beach. Yeah, absolutely. So for number one, we're going to go back to Colorado, actually to Boulder, Colorado, which has been on a lot of lists lately, a lot of like millennial top places yeah. to live. There's a lot going on, on in Colorado these days. And I think, you know, it, it's a lot of reasons because there's easy access to recre- recreation, to nature, um, which, you know, helps reduce stress. Like we said, people can bike more than they drive. The streets are built for people and not cars, which is really rare. And one of my favorite things is there are no billboards. I, I Anytime we travel to a town where there are no billboards, I definitely notice it because I'm like, wow, I have not been advertised to at all. I think that totally reduces a lot of your stress because you always feel like you're being sold something. You know, it's, it's like when the same thing when people say you know, when, they, when they're cutting their television, they're, they're not surrounded by commercials all the time, too. Yeah, absolutely. And interesting, Boulder, Colorado produces more Olympic athletes than than other cities. So, I mean, it's definitely a place, you know, if you're athletic, uh, you know, it'd be a great place for you to go. And I think being athletic helps you doing any sort of sport helps you reduce stress and, you know, I think changes your perspective on everyday life. And being around that nature too, you know, the, the, yes. when you're surrounded by nature or anything, you know, beautiful, you're always like, oh, okay, that, that can reduce a, a lot of your stress as well too. Um, you know, some of the stats that, that National Geographic came up with too, which I thought was really interesting that 15, so we're talking about where the happiest places to live, but, what they found also 15% of what we consider our happiness is based off where we live. So it's interesting. It's a pretty small percentage. Right, right. Exactly. So, but what, what, what I think what they also found too is in our genes or how we're raised, you know, maybe Um, our mindset, 40% of that is actually determined, uh, from our genes. Right. So it's just built into our DNA. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So some people, you know, are, are totally fine. Maybe, you're born and raised in in a small town and you're like, no, I want to, I want to, you know, I was born and raised and I want to die here. And, and there's nothing wrong with that too. And then some other people maybe have it in them that, you know, I, I need to explore the rest of the world and go, go see some of these locations we're talking about. Um, and also the rest of it, about 40 some percent of that is up to us to find our happiness. Right. And, and I think that's important. We play a, about a half a part in, in our own happiness is, 
us. Right, exactly. So, and then there's also some happy tips we found too. Yeah, so the first one was get a dog. Found that interesting. I'm a cat person, so I don't know about the get a dog, but they do say that getting a dog reduces stress levels. I guess that whole man's best friend thing. Well, it's, uh, it's it, they also talk about petting it, and you know, yes. you actually even mentioned that about petting a cat. You yes, know, that 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 reduces stress. I think I think if you have anything, I think any, any pet like that that is your companion. And you, you know, you could pet and relax and chill with, you know, can definitely reduce a lot of stress. Yeah. And then having a front porch and not a back porch to be more social. I love this because in my dream house, in my head, I have an amazing front porch. So I'm all on board for this one. Yeah. Well, because this, what they say is this, you know, not forces you, but you socialize more if, if you're on your front porch you know, and see people coming by or you talk to people, you know, you could definitely be on your front porch and just stare at people and not interact with anybody, <laughs> so, which could, true. Be, could be weird. And probably I think a lot of people do do that. But I think if you have a front porch, you could definitely be a lot more social. And that that's the whole idea is to relieve, you know, alleviate a little bit of stress. Yeah. And then, and then we talk about friends and friendship and how much friendship plays into happiness. So, um, a happy tip they suggest is have three good friends, not just one. Close friends. Close friends. Yes. So in the seventies, more people had three good friends. Now we're down to about one good friend. And I think that's because with social media, like Mm -hmm. we don't have to interact with people. We feel like we know what's going on with their lives, but you know, having a friend, a few friends, good friends that you can call, that you can, you know, share your life with, I think is... give you bail money, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully not that. Um, That they're, you know, they're there for you in the good times and the bad, you know, I think that does definitely make a difference. Well, I think think we we consider our friends on social media, you know, to be our close friends, but it's it's not so much. Um, You know, and this, you know, the the next thing is also uh, have good light where you live. You know, and this is really important to why Scandinavian countries, which you think, you know, it gets dark there at three o'clock in the afternoon during the winter and they have winter, you know, many, many months of the year. But they also build light into their into their lives during winter, let alone when it's summer and stuff like that, that that, you know, they are exposed to, to light as much as possible. Um, and that, I think that makes you happy. And I think so even if your ha- house has a really great windows and light and you see that on all those home shows too. Right. Yeah. They're always about trying to find, you know, light and opening up and, you know, it definitely, I mean, I know it makes a difference, especially when we look at like staying at Airbnb rentals. Sometimes I'll be like, nope, that one's too dark. Nope. That's too dark. You know, there's something about the lightness I think that does make you feel different. Yeah. And if you can, and if you can see that on pictures, it's probably even darker. You right. Know, in, in real life, in, in person and stuff. Uh, the next on the list is actually uh, people who have any religion in their life, where, whatever you follow, uh, are happier. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, people people that have some sort of faith within something that's outside of themselves. Essentially, any, yeah, essentially any religion. Is what they said yeah. in, in the study, uh, that they're happier. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can see that for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is is interesting one. Um, it's get married and stay married. Um, and you know, we're both two previously divorced people and we could probably say, yes, um, staying married. If we had met earlier and, uh, stayed married, that does definitely alleviate a lot of stress in your life. 
yeah. in a lot of different areas. Yeah, but I think I think that's what this thing, this whole study is about is finding what makes happy. You know, what is happy t- to you, what makes you happy uh, in in many many areas of life, and definitely I think marriage and relationships can be. You know that can really determine the course of of your happiness. Yeah, or not if you're yeah. with the not right person. So right. it's important to well, that's what I meant. That's find what I mean. the is, right is, person. Is, is, yes, exactly. Find the right person that can really determine the course yes. of your happiness or not. And the last is is volunteering, and I think this is one that we kind of, you know, some people are really good about volunteering. That this is really built into their their you know, monthly lives. And then some of us know this is something that we want to do, but we don't quite know how to like get started on it. But, um, but you mean, you mean like volunteering, like when, when, when you volunteered to, to go to Africa? Yes, exactly. Oh, you did, you did, you, that, did was, volunteer. that was, that was the whole idea that you went, you went to Africa and you volunteered and helped out in, 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 a, in an orphanage and stuff. But this actually goes back to, uh, uh Costa Rica, that that's what they're about, and the study that that we that they talked about that there was a man who won the lottery and he won like a million dollars or something, like, you know, in Costa Rica, and he he basically gave it all away. And this guy is an avocado salesman, and but yet he's one of the happiest people around because he he wants to give other people happiness, and that's you know kind of what their culture is. So this all wraps it up that you know go volunteer, and you can also I think the to wrap it up into a travel episode here on on uh, Millennial Money is that you can also go volunteer and travel around the world. Yeah, well, so. yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, more than anything with this podcast, we just want to inspire you that if you haven't thought about what makes you happy and those those elements maybe that are that are not present in your life, like this is a good time to to think about it because you know, I mean, every day matters and um, you know, we should we should try to be happy. the world.